baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Who is that? Is that Mariah Carey? That is Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's right. Diva. When she said there was no tea for her and everybody was like out in Times Square freezing their butts off and she's complaining about the hot tea. Oof. now, do you, Dave? Do you? That's our new open. Do you pick those clips that we play? Uh, I sure do. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. Otherwise, that's like a. It was a coincidence because yes. I'm talking about Spin Cycle. Mm-hmm. I'll be talking a lot about Spin Cycle over the next <laughs> several weeks. How so? I'm doing laundry. What, what, what is this? Something not new against for my you? choice or against my <laughs> against Your my will? will. Uh, tell us a little so more we, about uh, this. Do you not do laundry normally? Well. So my wife is the perfect example of how Taylor Swift has affected the NFL. Oh. She has become an NFL fan. Well, oh, she always okay. has been. You know, okay. Viking likes to watch the Vikings. Sure. But she's all in now on the Kelsey brothers. Okay. And not Travis. She's a fan of Jason Kelsey. Why is he interesting? Does he have a celebrity girlfriend well, that I don't right know about? Well, there he is right there on the TV. No, he's okay. big and burly. Okay. With, and with a beard. Oh, she just thinks he's sexy. Yeah, that's kind of, it's your look. He's sort of a poor man's Adam Carter. <laughs> or I'm a poor man's nope. Jason, Jason nope. Kelsey. Nope, he is a poor man's Adam Carter. So she likes the Kelsey brothers. They have a podcast. They're very funny. Mm-hmm. And she likes Jason Kelsey. So now she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Which, oh, boy. Oh, my God. Could oh you pick a worse Team franchise? Yes, I'm talking to you, Steve Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you pick a worse? There he goes with his fly Eagles fly sweatshirt on. <laughs> Go fly away with your Eagles. Uh, so she suddenly a Philadelphia Eagles fan because of Jason Kelsey. So we put a little wager on the game last night. Mm. Eagles Chiefs last night, Monday Night Football. Re- uh, uh, the Super Bowl. It was a rematch, rematch. of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I lost. We didn't even stay up and watch the game. So we we each laid uh, a bet. So what do you know? What'd we, you bet? Uh, she bet. So I said, if I lose, I'll do three weeks of laundry. She wanted a month. I said, nah, 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 nah. I'll do three weeks. Okay, but hold on. Let's put a pin in that for a minute. Do you not do laundry? I do, and I know how. Okay, thank God. Yeah. And every once in a while, if the mood strikes me right, I'll pitch in and do a little laundry. Okay, but normally not that a consistent falls to Jen. thing. Yes. She's, so she's folding your underwear most of the time? Mostly. Well, I don't wear underwear. Okay. So if I All did, right. yes, you would. Well, you asked. Okay. Um, so yeah, I lost, woke up, uh, the, uh, Eagles won. So I'll be uh, doing laundry for the next three weeks. Now I'm, I'm like, I don't want to have to do like, like the daughter's laundry and the yeah, son's laundry. Right. I'm talking about our laundry. Yeah. Okay. So I just for you and Jen. That. Yes. So does yes. Jen still do the kids laundry and she's still stuck with that or the kids doing their own laundry? Uh, actually Lauren does her own laundry. Okay, good. Okay. So, so now you have to do laundry for three weeks. That means wash, dry, fold, put away. Uh, yes, all of the above. All of the above. Yeah. Okay. And okay. the putting away is the problematic part. I don't know where certain things go. 
I don't your want... own things? Or... Yes, my, I know where my stuff goes. Okay, just making sure what I'm dealing with here. But I don't want to. I don't want to be put in a situation where I'm putting things away and then she's complaining that things are not in the right spot. Well, she should probably put away her own stuff. I you didn't ask what 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 if had I'm, I won the bet, what there. I would have gotten. I'm getting there, uh, which unfortunately you did not get because you lost. Yeah. But uh, what would you have won, Adam? I'll just say it's not laundry. <laughs> it had nothing to do with laundry. Uh, which raises a question, though, if you uh-huh. uh, if you bet with your significant other, what are you laying on the line? What would you lay on the line? What would I? I mean, Mark does so much. I mean, he does really? his own laundry. He does mine sometimes. Well, then he you cleans. Would, you would, would you he say, does okay, everything. if I lose, I'll do some of that? Would that be the one? No, he wouldn't want me to. Oh, no, no, oh, no. Really? He's sort he doesn't of, want you to do that? Yeah. He's sort oh, of. Mark and I would get along great. Yeah. Everybody would get along. He's a great caretaker and house taker caretaker he he, but also because of the ocd like if i load the dishwasher clearly i haven't done it right so he will have to reload and and i can let that go Mm -hmm. i'm just just my personality so it doesn't bother me but he'd rather do it himself because that's going to be the right way so that's fine he's he's on it i'm happy to go sit on the couch after dinner and Mm -hmm. and not do anything um what would it be? That is such a good question. I, I don't do a lot of things. Mark really takes care of me. Um, I don't know. I think he prefers to go out to dinner and I prefer to stay home. So I oh. think it would be more staying home. All right. 651-461-9226. If you're betting with your significant other, what are you? What are you betting? What are you betting? Yeah. And we have tons of sex. So I don't know that anybody is. Well, everybody does. But still, I mean, you know. That's... <laughs> Oh, you're saying it don't there's no problem there. There, there, There's no problem, no issues there. Uh, I just had to I'd be curious, babe, if you're listening and now he's blushing, um what what would you bet with me? What what would you want me to do? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Hey, uh Sheriff Dewana Witt from Hennepin County is here. We love talking to the sheriff. Mm -hmm. Lots to get to. She's in the news today talking about the uh, city council of Minneapolis and their rejection of uh, pay raises for police yep. officers and what that means for her department. Mm-hmm. She's with us uh, in studio for the next two segments. Mm-hmm. If you have a question that you want the sheriff to answer, by all means, 651-461-9226. Adam and Jordana on a Tuesday with the sheriff next on CCL. 919, uh, back with uh, Adam and Jordana. Texter wondering, as a regular listener to WCCO, it would be great if the meteorologist would explain what do European models mean. Most of us don't understand what that means with regards to weather. That means you have models. Uh, mm. Svetlana. Svetlana. Inga. They also have different opinions on the weather. Exactly. That's what that means. They're better at it, apparently. Yes. Yes. Sheriff Dewana Witt is the Hennepin County Sheriff. She joins us live in studio here. Sheriff, thank you so much. Thanks is it casual, casual Tuesday today? You it's usually casual. come in with a uniform on. Huh? What's going on here? This is my comfy look. I get it. It's a holiday week, so <laughs> yes. it's okay. You can hopefully chill out a little bit. Give the but, dry cleaners a break for my <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> How many uniforms do you have? I don't know. It depends. I got short sleeves, long sleeves, yeah. white shirts, tan shirts, my dress uniform. Yeah. I got. I kind of like that where you yeah. know what you're going to wear every day. Right? Would you like us to have a uniform? Sure. Yeah, Adam, Jordana's partner, and I'll have Jordana. Okay. Uh, We digress. (laughs) Speaking of a holiday week, though, is that worse or better for you guys in law enforcement? Like, are you gearing up for, oh, this is going to be a bleep show? Or it's like, oh, everybody's with their family. Everyone's chilling on the crime. Well, you know, you think about just uh, the public safety in general, you know, where we do see domestics or or, um, Mm -hmm. uh, driving while intoxicated and those things around holiday time. So we always have to be uh, mindful of those things that happen when it should be a time where people are enjoying their time with Mm -hmm. their family and friends. But um, 
that doesn't work out for everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Wednesday night. Yes. You know, the night before yeah. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is traditional mm-hmm. where people get back together mm-hmm. and sadly, you know, the people drink too much and then get behind the wheels. So we hope people don't make those choices. Yes. We were talking, you were in the news this morning. You beat us to the air because you were on our news this morning talking about um, the Minneapolis uh, City Council voting down a resolution that would fund recruitment and re- retention of more Minneapolis police officers. And you were saying that this makes it harder for the sheriff's department. How much slack are you picking up? How much harder um, is this for you? And what's your message to the city council? Well, you know, so the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office has a great uh, working relationship with MPD. We have to. We cannot afford for the city of Minneapolis to go backwards. We cannot afford to let crime increase and, t- and take over. We cannot afford for people not to be safe. So, you know, to partner with them um, to ensure that that doesn't happen is a must. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the proposal to the city council uh, in regards to the recruitment and retention um, bonuses you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm on both sides of the fence with that. Mm. I absolutely get it. You know, recruitment, the numbers aren't there right now. But for those retention bonuses, I think that would have been a good thing for the men and women that continue to show up and do their jobs. But, you know, our recruitment pool is low, so we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that this problem is going across our nation. It's not just local here. We're all having a hard time um, getting new people. Again, I do see some of those things um, getting better, you know, as an adjunct professor and seeing even my class sizes increase. So I do see that we're we're starting to get better, but it's going to take a while before those people are ready to go in. So I'm not so sure if it would have worked on the recruitment side. The, you know, right now, all of our agencies are stealing from one another because the new recruits just aren't there. So what can we do to attract more people from uh, diverse um, professions into this field? Um, and again, we can't just focus on right now. We have to think what's this going to look like in five years and 10 years. Mm-hmm. So again, those retention um, bonuses are helpful. Um, I would love retention bonuses for our deputies at the sheriff's office as well, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll make a note. So, you know, but, you know, knowing what their job is, I understand, you know, that they have to make tough decisions. But they really need to show support for, for their police department. When I go to other city councils and, and city council meetings and you hear people talk about the support of, of their city councils as being an, uh, um, uh, an attraction for them, that, that, that there is a lot to that. So, you know, that agency and the people who are looking into going into this field need to know that they're going to be supported by the city council. That's it. I mean, the, it's the messaging of it. We talked to the um, Chief O'Hara last week mm-hmm. and that's what he mentioned about the messaging that sends when a city council, and I get it. I mean, that they were elected in this city uh, after George Floyd is murdered, and there's this groundswell to change policing, and their constituents have elected them based on that. But at the same time, there's a whole other group of people in the city saying, I want to be able to have a cop show up when I call him. Absolutely. So that's, based on that and, the, and, and just the vote and the messaging it sends, I mean, is that offensive to you? I think it's offensive to all people in the policing profession. 
Um, again, you know, we understand that everybody has a job to do, mm-hmm. but understand that nobody can thrive. Nobody will thrive in communities where crime is rampant and people don't feel safe. No one thrives. You know, we can't be talking about just doing one or the other. We need to do all of those things. We do need to be proactive with um, ensuring that we have enough people to do this job. We do need to have uh, monetary resources for some of these programs that are out there that are helping the community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that we were lacking on for a long time is involving the community with policing. And now there are so many people at the table willing to do that. And so we need to do all of those things, you know. So that's why I say I'm on the fence because each side had some points to it. But the bottom line is no one will thrive unless you have people that feel safe. And, and you have to have a community where people who intend on making more and more of victims of the people in our community know that there's accountability. It, it's all needed. There's just, I don't even know why that's hard for some people to wrap their heads around. It's needed. So, uh, Shift in conversation. The weather's getting colder. Um, we have a homeless popula- population in Minneapolis, St. Paul. We have a homeless problem, you know, people in tent cities. Um, how is the sheriff's department working to help solve this? And what happens as the weather turns colder for people who sometimes choose to live in tents? What is the responsibility of the sheriff's department? Well, in Hennepin County, we have uh, we do have a lot of resources. But for the sheriff's office, you know, we just um, uh, started off our, our cold weather uh, drive collecting um, gloves, hats, jackets, and things like that so that we can give to people who don't have those things, you know. Um, in addition, Hennepin County um, has um, what sorry, what we call the Hennepin Shelter Hotline, and I want to give that number out if sure, any of please. your listeners are um, interested, but it's 612-204-8200. Again, it's the Hennepin Shelter Hotline, 612-204-8200. But that's um, they're doing partnering with different agencies for bringing warming houses so that people can come in from the cold to to um, to get mm-hmm. to seek some some warmth. Right? Mm-hmm. We know how Minnesota winters can be. I'm hoping that it never gets below fifty. But I don't know if <laughs> good luck. That, so. we'll, f- we'll see what the European models have to say about. <laughs> yes, that yes. Bit. Maybe that's what they're talking yeah. about, right? <laughs> okay, great. So there's, but it's not like we have. A, a a countywide plan to get these people off the streets because I know that's also some people are choosing to stay there. Right. It, you know, I will say it is a countywide plan, you know, because again, Hennepin County working with our city agencies, some nonprofit groups, you know, what that's what a lot of people don't see is like when we are out there and partnering, like say with our embedded social workers and things mm-hmm. like that to make sure that people have um, resources. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do also have an embedded social worker at our dispatch unit for Hennepin County. And, you know, so if that social worker knows of a resource because our deputies or another um, or another law enforcement entity is out there with somebody who's looking for shelter, we have someone with the resources that are there when those calls come in. Okay. Uh, we have two segments with you, but before we get to the break, you know, we focus so much on Minneapolis, and mm-hmm. I think some of we forget you're the sheriff of the entire Hennepin County. Yes. When you talk about outside of Minneapolis, like what is the number one issue for communities outside of Minneapolis that you face? Well, I can tell you what I hear from people outside of Minneapolis is they're worried about all the resources going to Minneapolis. They want to make sure that uh, their sheriff's office as well as their police departments are are, um, focused on their cities and and townships Mm -hmm. as well. 
Um, you know, I reassure people that, yes, we are putting a lot of resources into Minneapolis, but being someone who is the sheriff of the county, I understand my responsibility to make sure that we are there to help everyone. You know, you think about we're still contracted in the city of Golden Valley. We had a long tenure with the city of Brooklyn Center. Um, we have to be where we're, where we're needed. And, you know, um, so making sure that we do not turn away, shy away from that responsibility of the county. Uh, you know, preserving the peace and the safety in the entire county, that that, that has got to be our priority. Well, that's such a good point, too. And we've seen in smaller towns, too, where police departments just disappear because mm-hmm. they can't get people. And then the county ends up, you know, serving those smaller towns. Mm-hmm. Could we be in a situation in Hennepin County where more some of these suburbs suddenly say we need more and more help as, as we go along? You know, when I attend the 4th District uh, Minnesota Sheriff's Association meetings, that's a definite conversation that we've had where they're seeing um, this. We are, we in Hennepin County have not had those kind of serious talks with any uh, of our smaller cities, but do I think that's something that may come to tuition in the future? It possibly could. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as uh, you have cities evaluating, okay, what – what is the cost that it's having to have a smaller police department and is it is it cost effective? You know, those conversations are being had. But again, in Hennepin County, we have not had a real conversation like that. But some of our um, neighboring counties, they have. So what is the and this is what we're going to talk about after the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff's department has a lot of responsibility for keeping everybody safe, even hateful people. We saw a march in Wisconsin this past weekend with neo-Nazis. So what if that happened here? What is the responsibility of the sheriff's department to protect hate? We're going to find out next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We're continuing our conversation with Hennepin County Sheriff DeWanna Witt, who's in studio, and we'd uh, love questions from the audience if you have that. 651-461-9226. I think we've gotten this question before, Sheriff, but somebody asking if you'd ever consider or want to do like a live on patrol like Sheriff Fletcher does over in Ramsey County. No, I don't. But I said if I ride with uh, Fletcher, he has to call it riding with wit. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Excellent. Um, so let's talk about that question I posed before the break. Over the weekend, we saw Nazis marching on the Capitol in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we were very, well, many people are very concerned about this. And there was questions of how are they allowed to do this? And isn't that hate speech? And yada, yada, yada. Are they Let's say they wanted to come here and march on the Capitol here in St. Paul. Um, Would Nazis be allowed to do that? What would be the sheriff's responsibility? And how, uh, you know, what what do we do when we have hate groups that march in public here? No, absolutely. Thank you for that question. So I swore on oath to defend the Constitution that includes the First Amendment rights of all, even when I don't agree with it. You know, when... um, we just got to be frank about that, right? We don't want hate here, right. not hate speech, not hate um, hate signage or anything like that. But the, the truth of the matter is, unless they are breaking a law, we have to protect those people too. Um, and, um, you know, 
when we have things like that here in Minnesota, of course, it's going to be a lot of partnering with our state, local, and federal partners, making sure that we have all the intel uh, that we possibly can to ensure safety of all. Um, again, and when we see law enforcement out there, you know, um, at those events, it does not mean we support the message. We have to support people's constitutional rights, whether we like it or not. Um, so, you know, again, it's making sure that we do the best planning with our, our, our peers and things like that to ensure that it is a um, safe environment. Are uh, hate groups on the radar of your uh, of your office? So we have our, our CISA group, our criminal intelligence analysts that are always um, watching that. What are what are the threats uh, that are here in our area, as well as, uh, you know, some of our collaborations with the FBI. And we have um, conversations, weekly conversations uh, about, you know, anti-Semitism and, um, and hate crimes. We have to um, make sure that we have our fingers on the pulse, if you will. Regarding that kind of stuff, um, because the last thing we need is a break in communication, which is going to mm-hmm. just increase the chaos around these um, un- event or unlikable events, if you will. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually participated in a peaceful march this past weekend to release the hostages that were taken by terrorists. And it was very peaceful. We had our own security, but it was very peaceful. Um, St. Louis Park Police were notified and, and it was fine and very unifying. Um, that leads me to a question. I know you were a school resource officer mm-hmm. and the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers signed a letter that um, got into geopolitical issues that talked about how Israel is responsible for what is happening with the Israel and Hamas war. When you were a school resource officer or as the sheriff, like, do you feel that how do you feel that letter affects teachers and students and keeping them safe? Well, I didn't read the letter, so okay. it would be hard for me to comment on it. Um, I think it would be smart if I would have to read it. OK, so I could I agree. Comment That's on fair. it. Mm-hmm. Intelligently. That's fair. Back That's to fair. the uh, our original topic of, you know, recruiting and retentment. We've talked uh, with you about this many, many times about not only recruiting good sheriff's deputies, mm-hmm. but ones who are cognizant of the current the current situation of life and of people and a better representing the communities they serve. How is that effort going and how much of a focus is that still on your office? Uh, it's still a priority. It's going to be an ongoing priority. Um, I will say that we made some strides with, with mm. recruitment, but we, we're still losing people, mm. you know, for various reasons. Um, so it's like when we gain, we, we also lose. But, you know, we've had a few initiatives lately with bringing in people from um, other agencies because the other thing that we think about when we see people leave, we also have that institutional knowledge. We also have that knowledge and experience of the job that they do. I think right now is a dangerous time to be too young. You know, so we got to make sure how do we hold on to that experience? How do we hold on to experience? What do you mean too? by that? Too dangerous time to be too young? With just everything that's going on in our communities, yeah. right? While we're trying to make sure that we train people and get them ready for and anything that could be thrown at them in this mm-hmm. line of work, right? Um, some of that, you know, that confidence comes with doing the job and having that nurturing environment, that environment where you have mentors that can give people different options and ways of looking at things. So, so you know, being too young uh, with all the havoc that we're seeing, mm-hmm. th- that could also be dangerous, you know, putting people in, in situations that mm-hmm. they're not ready for. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to admit that, too, in this field. So, you know, you can't possibly prepare everybody for everything. 
but we do have to make sure that we're doing our best Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are training them for a world that exists, not a world that does not exist. Mm -hmm. And that includes that whole cultural competency part, too. You know, Um, you know, just that empathetic side. You know, there's some people who think that you can't be empathetic and be a police officer. Absolutely, you can. And you should be. You should be compassionate. You are dealing with people's lives. So, so, you know, being too young, you know, mm-hmm. some things come with life ex- lived experiences. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Um, so we, that's something else that we got to watch as we're watching the number of retirees that are coming. So. Before we get to your favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner, which, of course, is the burning question of the day, um, we were talking during the break, and Adam's going to turn off his phone. We we were talking. (laughs) That happens, you know, live radio. Uh, We were talking during the break about retention, and you mentioned you uh, teach a class, Mm -hmm. I guess, on law enforcement at, is it Invergrove? Inverhills Community Hills. College. Inverhills Community College. And you said you, you, of course, try to recruit the folks that are in your class. There's more room in the class. And tell us also about some of the benefits of law enforcement in the sheriff's office, maybe that other law enforcement don't have. A, um, basically, you can give a shameless plug for the sheriff's department. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to speak on behalf of all of our sheriff's offices because, you know, it's it's been a forever battle with uh, uh, pay compensation where yeah. sheriff's offices have typically been paid less than police departments. And so, you know, like with some of the techniques that we're using right now to recruit people, we we um, are shedding the light on some of the benefits you won't get in a police department, mm-hmm. such as you can be a licensed peace officer, work in a Monday through Friday job, say like in courts or something mm-hmm. like that, or our civil unit. You know, there are some people that are looking for a little bit of stability. And then as we're talking about our younger generations that are coming into this mm-hmm. field who maybe have not started their families yet. And things like that. How are they going to say, okay, this is a good career I can do because I have flexibility with the schedule? That is something that sheriff's offices have with our various divisions that we have. You know, whether you're on patrol, yep, that's not a Monday through Friday job. But say you're on patrol, you decide to start Mm -hmm. to have a family. And you need a Monday through Friday because of daycare. Well, you can go to courts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so we have to do a better job of, of shining on some of the options that sheriff's offices have, that municipalities don't typically have. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's been a forever fight as we have been typically been paid less than cities, yet we're doing the same work, have the same degrees. Um, and frankly, the sheriff's office has a lot more specialties, um, but yet we're paid less. So, hmm. so you know, let's talk about pay disparities, mm-hmm. you know, and then when you talk about Hennepin County as a whole, you know, uh, you know, we're trying to do our best to make sure that our staff there, not just our deputies, but even our civilian staff, are paid um, um, a, a fair wage mm-hmm. for the work that sure. they do because I think undoubtedly people know that there's a lot more going on in Hennepin County and the city of Minneapolis mm-hmm. than some of our neighboring uh, counties and cities. And so, you know, let's talk about pay disparities. Who decides that? Who decides how much you guys get paid? Um, so for the cities, of course, it, it, it's the council, and then right. you think about unions. Right. For the county, it's uh, commissioners, and then again, you think about your labor, uh, your labor unions too. Okay. So, you know, it's it, it's a conversation that we've been having for quite some time, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that we got to do a better job of moving to. This is where we're at now. We know how things have been traditionally done, but if you want to talk about tradition, then what are we trying to hold on to? We have to look at the world we live in right now. Mm-hmm. And we have to make the changes so that we can continue to do what we need to do, which is uphold the oath that we took to look out for all the people who voted us into office. Mm-hmm. 
Texter uh, saying uh, becoming a big DeWitt fan, but would like to... <laughs> Tell them wit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. DeWitt. Uh, can you give an example, though, of cultural competency, what that means? Cultural competency, yes. So, one, there's never a goal for that, right, because everything's always changing. But actually knowing when, when you're in a community... And knowing who the members of that community are, knowing what they're, how they interact with people, knowing, um, knowing how they don't interact with people. You know, just had a conversation with some sheriffs in another state and talking about, like, um, the women in, in her culture will not talk to law enforcement if law enforcement just goes directly to her. That law enforcement would have to go to the men in that culture and ask for permission. And, and so it's like knowing who's in your community, what are, what are, what, what are the best ways to interact and communicate mm-hmm. with them? We can't assume and treat people to um, react the way that we want them to act. So doing your homework and being embedded again mm-hmm. and knowing how you can have effective communication and interaction so you're continuously building that trust within the various cultures that's that a are lot here of work. in Minneapolis. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. It's Research. a lot of work, but it's, you know mm-hmm. what, it's not something that you got to do if you actually are there. So we're not talking about reading a book, right? Get out there and meet people, interact with people, and have those conversations mm-hmm. where you're constantly learning, you know, about cultures that are different than yours, lifestyles that are different than yours. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Speaking of traditions. First of all, do you guys all get some time off at the Sheriff's Department? We're always on call. <laughs> always on call. Okay, that's, that's a thing. We're always on call. And mm-hmm. you think about some of the d- divisions, you know, you think about the jail. Mm-hmm. You know, the jail is 24-7. Mm-hmm. It runs through holidays. You think mm-hmm. about patrol. There are some functions within the Sheriff's Office as well as police departments where they don't get, they don't get it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they make other plans around their family and right. how they're going to celebrate and things like that. Mm-hmm. And can we ask about favorites? Of course. What are you most looking forward to? Well, first of all, are you cooking? And what are you most looking forward to for Thanksgiving dinner? So, so I am the cook for my family, okay. and it's family and friends. I usually mm-hmm. um, uh, cook for quite a few people. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I have an annual thing with my granddaughter where we bake uh, cookies and things like that the day before. So looking forward to that. Um you know, I will tell you, like, since been elected, you know. Did you just say granddaughter? To, yes, I, I don't believe that. I have two mm-hmm. grandkids. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I know. No. Mm-hmm. Remember, so my granddaughter is the one who came up with the slogan, mm-hmm. you can't have sheriff without sheriff. That's right. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they're smart that. ones, yeah. too. Yes, yeah, yes, smart yes, grandbabies. Yes, yes. But, um, you know, I, 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 I enjoy cooking, but I will be honest, this job, um, which no regrets, I am very happy mm-hmm. to be doing this work, but it does take a lot away from family time. So, you know, that's one day that I'm hoping that I don't get the phone calls mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that I can enjoy my family. You know, I owe it to them to be present, um, and I owe it to them to cook them food. So that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Okay. Last <laughs> question. If you had a uh, bet with your significant other and you had to put something on the line, oh. what would it be and would it yeah. be laundry? Would it be laundry? <laughs> uh, would not be laundry? You know what? It would probably be driving. Because I drive a lot. My yes. husband drives a lot mm-hmm. with his job. And, you know, like when we're going somewhere together, who's driving? Yeah. And neither one of us wants to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, you drive. Yeah. You yeah. drive. And he just criticized my driving. I think I'm the oh. best driver in the world. He thinks mm-hmm. I'm a horrible driver. He's the horrible driver. <laughs> Didn't mean I to start. Like I hope he hurt time now. This, we're Happy like Thanksgiving at the Whit House. <laughs> oh, boy.
It's too much. Is there anything that you want to add before we have to go? Because uh, we know you're out of time. No, just wishing everybody a safe and happy holidays. Know that your sheriff's office is always going to be here um, for you. We're doing our best. Um, again, understaffed, but still doing our best. Um, uh, turning our backs on our communities is not an option. So uh, let us know how we're doing. Please look us up on our social media or our websites mm-hmm. and, and reach out. Thank you. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving happy to you and your whole staff. Yeah. Thank you. That's the crew. And the crew <laughs> and all of the sheriff's, sheriff's deputies and sheriff's everyone in the sheriff's office. Thank you. Sheriff Dewanowit. 949, back after this with Adam and Jordan on CCO. 953, that is your Linda's Construction time check. Time to uh, invest in infinity from Marvin Windows. Windows made for the uh, Minnesota weather. The texter who asked about, you know, cultural competency then responded saying, you know, that's disappointing one we need one standard for all citizens. That should be the goal. I don't. She's not talking about different st- standards, like different laws for different communities. But you have. To, I'm sorry. You have to be sensitive to different religions and different cultures when you're policing them. You can't just say, "Well, this is how we do it in America." And this laws. Yes, we have a system of laws that do apply to various different communities. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter uh, what religion you are. Laws are laws, mm-hmm. but in dealing with people, mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to get information, exactly, you have to be sensitive to those. Exactly, groups. you can't just say, "Oh, oh, this is a." You have to a, talk to me, right? Yeah, this absolutely. is a white Midwestern Christian state, and this is no, no. If there are cultural differences, you absolutely have to be respectful yeah. of that. And if you don't know, that's fine. But you have to be open to the fact that they're not always going to do it your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should mention that usually at this time at 9.30, we usually hear from Tori Vanu from Axios. She will join us next hour. She was gracious enough to uh, move her time so we can make way for the sheriff. We'll uh, talk to Tori next hour. So what do you do when your phone goes off yeah, in an inappropriate situation? That's never happened to me before. What do you do? do you, like you're at a funeral. <laughs> my wife has heard that quite a bit, by the way. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> oh, stop it. My God. But honestly, that's never happened to me before. Isn't that I don't weird? even know that that's a song that uh, was a very young and hip song. Yeah. Like, it You're wasn't like George like Jones playing. Young and hip. So harder. I'm like wondering what's going on. That's Yeah, you didn't even recognize it as your no, phone no. when it was going off. No, that's what I'm saying. It would, if it was my music, it would have been like... Has yeah. that happened to you in other situations? Like I would say like a funeral would be the worst oh my God. time that it court. could go off. Yeah, funeral... Like really bad, and then, and also, then if you're not really quick on the draw, like I, I I've been again. To that's never happened to me before. Okay, I've been to funerals where it's like an elderly person, yeah. and either they don't hear their own phone, <laughs> oh, blame or they, the elderly, or they, or they're like rifling through their bag and trying to fit. Then they're trying to figure out how to silence it, and it's it's ringing and ringing, and it's it's so um, uncomfortable. Well, that's the other thing. My phone is on silent. Yeah, that's so it weird. It always is so, on so is it I like, never have my ringer. But do you have an override for your kids? And maybe, I mean, has, I hope there's no know. emergency. Did you check it? Yes, my kids are okay. Everyone's okay. All right. Some people have an override. I don't care about my kids. Either. Okay. All right. Um, but that's, doesn't that stink when that happens? Your phone goes off at an inappropriate time and you're so embarrassed. Worst time it's ever happened to you. 651461. <sighs> Nine two two six. We will do quick takes coming up uh, in the next half hour. So, we, David, what, what what are we doing? Well, today? we sure will. And a Twins great is on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. Saw that. Also, four new restaurants coming to Jordana's hometown. We'll I can't out. wait. I'm well, super excited those. about it. So, stick yeah. around. We got uh, quick takes coming up on this Tuesday with Adam and Jordana on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 